All right, welcome to another edition of Northern Exposure. I'm your host, Jay North. I got my good friend Connor Armstrong with me, and we are uh, finally reviewing and tasting and sampling and giving our <laughs> expertise on certain beers from all over the place. When did we start talking about this one? Back in June? We talked about it back in June, yeah, when the podcast was first coming out. Uh, Mr. Bucci was supposed to uh, be with us, but he is, you know, in mourning. For the San Francisco 49ers, he's in mourning. So um, <clears throat> I don't I don't know if he's had a beer in a couple days or he's had too many. Um, so we have beers from all over. Some are local craft breweries. Uh, and I've got stuff that I've never heard of. And neither have you. Definitely not. So right now I am rocking. Uh, this is from Rogers Beer. This is the Rogers Hound Dog Scotch Ale. This is 6.5% alcohol. Uh, and this is a tasty creation as a hybrid beer, mixing the best of both Belgian and English ingredients. So let's see, flavors. This is going to be like a candy syrup, smooth malty flavor, English hops, great aroma. It sounds like it might be delicious. And you have what sounds like dessert. It does sound like dessert. It sounds absolutely fantastic. It's Left Hand Brewing Company out of Longmont, Colorado's Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Mmm. I saw this in the beer store the other day while I was delivering their mail, and I had to have it. Had to have it. Had to have it. And you just exposed yourself as the local neighborhood-friendly mailman who delivers to the beer store, which is great. Oddly enough, we're talking about drinking right now, and, well, isn't that what all mailmen do? That's it. Yes. Yeah, that and opticianry. <laughs> we all drink. So you've got that. I've got this. And uh, this part is simple. We've got a lot to taste, so I got a little shot in my glass here, and I'm going to taste this... Uh, I'm going to taste this here Rogers beer. Here's the Hound Dog Scotch Ale. Hang on a second. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's, um, mm, that's smooth. That's smooth. What say you on the peanut butter? That looks like a cup of coffee, by the way. Mine's <laughs> a little more, this looks more amber, almost like a Sam Adams, traditional Sam, Boston lager. Uh, it's definitely darker than a Boston. That looks Little almost bit. like a, a red lager. Well, okay, the red. It's, it's oh, like got a Killian. A reddish hue to yeah. it. Yeah. But, All right, let's well, see what you think of peanut nothing. butter. There's the well, peanut I'm butter. I'm going to say right now, if you're a Reese's fan, you're definitely going to like this. You're going to like it. It is. You get the stout beer flavor to it. And all mixed in it is just an amazing peanut butter taste. Mm. It really does taste like eating a peanut butter cup and then taking a swig off your favorite stout beer. Interesting. Interesting. So that's, that is a dessert. So drinkability-wise, my friend, that is, a, that is a dessert. That's not something you're going to pound all night long. No, I <clears throat> definitely don't think I'm drinking six of them in, in one sitting. That <laughs> would be very uncomfortable, and I'm willing to bet there'd be a bit of a hangover with it. Oh, I'm willing it's to bet. It's not a sweet beer like you would expect mm -hmm. when someone starts talking about hangover. But gotcha. Is it sugary? It's, it's not sugary. It's not sweet. It's actually... I don't know really how to say it. there it's the the flavors are almost perfectly natural there's no gotcha like a good cup of coffee yeah it really is and that's from the one stop brew shop correct yes it is that's one stop brew shop and they consider the, is that Ridgeway Avenue they it consider is, themselves 
2512 Ridgeway Avenue if you're interested in going there. Greece, yeah. New York, zip code 14626. If you need to put it into your GPSs or whatever. Yep. Great beer store. Guys are real friendly, super knowledgeable. Always have a great selection. And usually there's samples. I know my uh, my wife's uncle, well, my, I guess our uncle, he, belong, he belongs there as a member. He does all the tastings and the samplings and whatnot. So great job, one-stop brew shop. Um, I was a little more generic than you. I went into Wegmans because now Wegmans is almost like a little mini craft brewery in itself. Um, and they had the make-your-own six-pack. Their selection <clears throat> in Wegmans is fantastic. And yep. that make-your-own six-pack is the best thing ever especially when you don't know what you want right and it all sounds good right and that's how you wind up finding out what your next favorite 6 12 24 case of beer winds up being <laughs> so this is pretty good i like this scotch ale drinkability on this scotch ale i think you could put a few more away a few more of these away than that um but i'm right there with you i think too many of these and you're going to get punched in the guts the next day um, oh, yeah. but it's a delicious beer and it definitely finishes nice and crisp. So, again, and then you said yours is out of Colorado, and this one is out of Honeyoy Falls and Leroy, New York. So that's pretty cool. Pretty local. Within pretty 40 cool. minutes in two different directions. Yep, yep. So not too shabby. And we've got more that we're going to sample um, throughout this episode, but I'm going to take a few more sips of this one. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and let it catch me a buzz. And... Uh, I don't know, you and I, we could catch up, because the one thing we try to do on this show is we try to have casual, open-minded conversation. Um, I was doing some analytics in my own head, because that's where a lot of the magic happens, and it turns out that a lot of people that come on this show, a lot of my friends, a lot of guests, are all former military. A lot of us. A lot of us. You are, Kevin, myself. Fred Lenhardt's been on the show. He was former military, um, and so on and so forth. So we get a lot of that military perspective. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, alien fans out there alien conspiracy uh conspiracy theorist fans out there and i the reason i bring it up with you you and i are both believers and i actually had a conversation friday night with another fella who actually is one of my accounts and he's a former marine and we started having you know that traditional military conversation where if civilians are sitting around they might not think you actually like each other <laughs> it's, it's it's funny you should mention <laughs> such a thing because on friday well i was delivering mail i met a gentleman that was ex-army mm. and not only was he ex-army he worked in the aviation department of the army <clears throat> on helicopters interesting now i was an f-15 avionics technician in the air force right. so anytime i get to talk to an aviation maintainer it is fun needless to say yep. because all of our stories from the military tend to be very similar and if you were in the military, you would know you're just going to find humor in the conversation. Mm -hmm. We have a very dark sense of humor. Absolutely. It's, it's, dark, as, <laughs> it's dark as fuck. Um, and death is funny because we all have to deal with it, so you might as well make it funny. A, a lot um, of the mainstream things that are or were more taboo when we were in our respective branches, yep. we all found funny. Oh, yeah. The amount of... <laughs> jokes based on again this was many years ago that we both served but yeah we, it's been a long time we found <laughs> i don't even dare say it on someone else's show i'll just no i'm we, gonna leave it alone some of it we some of it we can't <laughs> talk about but some of our friends still live the life and uh, that's very true but yeah it's um it, it's so the alien thing 
has been super, super hot topic lately. You know, we just had the hoax uh, back in the back in what September when they were going to storm Area 51 and all that other stuff. So I don't remember how. Somehow, some way, at Griff's Brewery, another great place if you've never been, I liked their selection. Um, some people have had mixed reviews on them, but their inventory is always changing. So it's what are you brewing at the time? Yeah, that's... you know. Um, so I don't even remember how the conversation came up, but we got to talking about all of these alien conspiracies and things of that nature. And uh, I don't know, I think the people that were with us that weren't military, you know, weren't former government, were just kind of blown away by the fact that we're, we're dead set convinced that we're not alone and they're already here. So that kind of, like, rattled the table a little bit, I think. They didn't say anything, but you could just kind of see, like, these guys are either nuts or they fucking know something that we don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> Sometimes I can't help but think it's... yeah speculation on everyone's part that we have access to some kind of crazy classified information right dealing in something that really didn't have much to do with us in either of our respective career fields nope i don't know it's it's all just belief um the thing that really set it in for motion for me was that test satellite back in 2018 that found you know four billion stars just in our milky way galaxy alone that could be inhabitable like that's four billion. Even if a half a percentage could have life, that's a lot. <laughs> it, it it seems like lunacy to even argue the idea that we're the only living intelligent life form, not only in our galaxy but in all of creation. Right, right. Because we have no way in hell of even wrapping our mind around what's up there. We, so that's, We don't have the technology to even begin to find it. And mm. if these other civilizations have been here, that would be really cool. Well, that would be cool. And then there's, oh man, so if, if you're intrigued in this stuff at all, and you want to catch up, and you're listening, and you're like, because again, I mean, Everybody's opinion can change, especially as you age, you get more perspective. I believe harder now than I used to before. Like before when I was a little kid, like going back to high school, being a little kid, oh, aliens, oh, that's all cool. You know, the X-Files was a huge show when we were teenagers. Oh my God, I remember that every Friday night. Alien and Predator were two huge movies, basically about the same (laughs) fucking thing, right? So we're sitting there and we're like, it'd be cool, right? It'd be cool. But we couldn't even figure out how to really, you know... And then all of a sudden you're putting a satellite up in space in the year in the year 2018 and you're finding out that there's all these different planets, possible stars. I, sh- I shouldn't say planets, but there's stars that could prove to you know be in life and there's more planets or stars in this quote-unquote Goldilocks zone than we ever could fathom before. And uh, <clears throat> you know then you've got that Bob Lazar guy who's coming forward on all the Roswell stuff um, <clears throat> that people are saying like, yeah, he's pretty legit. Um, what he's talking about so and again you listen to rogan i listen to rogan he's he's had some cool shit on there he's an interesting individual his spectrum of knowledge (laughs) it changes quite vast Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it definitely is so i just i look up at the into the uh, atmosphere there and i just can't help but imagine that we're not alone and uh there's this planet what do they call it i can't remember the name of it but it's the 12th planet and this is where they think the Anaki come from. Hope oh, I'm saying the name Anunnaki. right. The Anunnaki, yes. And this planet, it's rot- they call it the 12th planet because it's actually in our solar system. 
but it takes it 36,000 years to make one solar rotation around the sun. So it's taking this thing, it's got this oblong-shaped orbit, almost like a cigar, and it kicks all the way out past fucking Pluto, if you could wrap your head around this, and then it moves slow as hell. Like, it takes our Earth 365 days to orbit the sun. It takes this fucking thing 36,000 years. And supposedly there's a stretch of time, and if you go back to all the ancient time and all the ancient texts and all the cave drawings that are all eerily similar back in a time when they had no way of knowing the other one existed, this planet is supposedly close enough to allow these sons of bitches to simply, for lack of a better term, hop on the bus and come on over. That actually, I haven't heard this theory yet. I no? I really haven't dug too deep, that deep into the Anunnaki. There's a lot of books It's pretty I cool. Read. And the idea of them is just, it's mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. But with what you're saying about that orbit, I was just going to ask you before you got to the main point, if it's a cigar-shaped orbit, they're coming right across us. Yeah. Yeah, they get super close. And that was on Ancient Aliens, and that might have been season 14, one of the later episodes, um, which is awesome. Like, And you've got things in ancient times, like the pyramids are still a mystery. You ever notice a lot of the, uh, uh, what you call it, but they're set up to match the stars. They're set up to match the, the uh, uh, yeah, I can't even Pleiades talk. Pleiades. The Pleiades. That's right. You get tongue-tied on the show <laughs> once in a while. So, some of these words are uh, yeah. pretty big. They are pretty you gotta big, yeah. got to have quite the vocabulary to try. spit it out at We time. try. Sometimes you get a little stuck, but it's an interesting topic, man. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Like, basically, for this episode, I want you and I to do things like sample this beer, give people some intake on that. And then uh, talk about aliens and CIA conspiracies and uh, see if the men in black start knocking on our door anytime soon. Well, <laughs> knowing my luck, that's exactly what would happen. Well, we already had the guy from Spectrum knock on the door a minute ago, and you said you complained four years ago. So For the last four years, we've been complaining uh, about bad internet service. Some days it works great, some days it it's, works it's sometimes, a piece of shit. other days it doesn't work at all. So I don't know about you, but we got green light officially in the area now, so now we just got to go and get on the list and be done. That would be sweet, but my neighborhood's all old people ah. that probably, some of them might not even have a cell phone yet. Gotcha, okay. They're that old. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, but, but you know, landline, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow, that's but yeah, still? <laughs> that, some people still have one. But yeah, Haitian Aliens, man, great show. Love it. Got a little off topic. And uh, I don't know. I guess what sparks this conversation for me is I think aliens intrigue me. Because if you go back to the Roswell incident, I think that's the first time, at least in American history, that the, civil, the civilization, the people started to question the government. And what else do you hide? And then ironically, Roswell was what, 48, 1948? I'm drawing I a blank here. I thought it was a I, little bit later than that. Or was it 58? 58 or 48? I've got my, my, I'm I've getting got my Google dates. Here. He's got Google. He's going to pull it up. We're going to fact, fact check this. And fact check our own conversation. But it's funny because the Roswell incident with that and the uh, CIA uh, is invention of LSD, they weren't too far apart. They weren't too far apart, I believe, in, in terms of time frame. Because the CIA started screwing with LSD in the late 50s, early 60s. 
and Roswell. November came. 9th. Oh, wait a minute. That's what the article meant. <clears throat> the article was written in November 9th, 2009. That was way off. Ah, shit. In the well, summer of 1947. 47. So okay. You were closer than I was. I was close. Was I was close. 40s. I said 48. And that's just off memory from watching a bunch of freaking shows on aliens. Um, but I was intrigued last night because I told you on Vice I was watching the American War on Drugs. And it traces it all the way back to the CIA's invention of LSD and that whole French connection with all the opioids that are in the Middle East. And you and I have agreed that America's main interest in the Middle East isn't oil. Oh, absolutely Because not. Big Pharma is running this motherfucker. And it's all the opioids in that golden triangle. And people are like, what the fuck is he talking about? So you got to Google it. Uh, tr- seriously, the French connection. There was a... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You know that movie. Sadly, I don't. Oh, Jack Nichols. Uh, Nichols is in it. Nichols. Nicholas? Nicholson? Jack Nichols. Nichols, yeah. <laughs> the guy that sits at the Laker game. I always screw him and the golfer up, so leave me alone. Wait a minute. Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, yeah. The original. <laughs> Jack Nicholas Jack, is the golden Jack bear. Nicholas is the golfer. <laughs> he's, he's I'm talking golfer. Nicholson, the guy that sits at the Laker game. He's an actor. You may have heard of him. Um, he did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That was actually about one of the original test subjects. Uh, what was his name? Ken Kersey. And he was going to be one of the original Manchurian candidates. And when the CIA was secretly testing this on people, he got the effect that they didn't want. Because when the CIA was making LSD, mind control was their end game. They wanted to be able to give you something to control your mind so you can carry out some bullshit and then wake up tomorrow and not even know you did it. If anybody's watched right. the movie Born Identity or any of the series with yeah, it. Yeah, for that's sure. That's the idea of it. For sure. And yeah, I can't even imagine what would go on behind that to right. get mind control from the use of LSD. So One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was originally a book written by that dude, that Ken Kersey guy. And it's all about the French connection, how all the opioids are coming over. They get them in the Middle East, and it's like a triangle, and you draw it over, and it's called the French connection because it comes through Europe, and then boom, right down into like the Havana, Cuba, Miami area. That's where all the heroin was coming in. That's where all the heroin is still coming in. If you see a lot of these, like, I, dude, that show is fascinating. America's War on Drugs on Vice. That network's pretty cool because it doesn't care about your feelings. There's nothing filtered. Like, this is it. Take it in. Digest it on your own. You might need some antacid. But it really painted a picture that our government, they might be into some more shady shit than we realize. <laughs> the The best thing I got for that is... We don't need to know. They don't want mass hysteria. No. With people finding out that there is maybe someone else out there. Mm-hmm. That's what and they've talked about. What? Back to the let's aliens. Let's be honest. Yeah. If people found out that this someone else out there may not be our closest of friends because, let's be honest, if they've got the technology to travel here and they're mm-hmm. not good friends with us... We're toast. That that could be a problem for <laughs> we're, we're toast. the existence of humanity we're and toast. this planet in general. No, it's been suggested. It's been suggested that 5G technology is alien technology. Because 5G, all that we understand 5G as right now is just your internet connection. That's all we understand it as. But 5G is where the self-driving cars are going to come from. 
5G is what's going to give the great the world's best surgeon, let's say they live in New York City, an opportunity to operate on a brain patient in Brazil remotely. Insane stuff, insane stuff capability-wise. So I agree with you on the mass hysteria. That's why they might not disclose. The argument now is is that made sense back in 1947. It doesn't make sense anymore in 2020. Like they they suggest the population is prepared for that. I don't know how much I would agree to that idea. Only, <laughs> you think so? People still flip out? because of the way people flip out about very simple things. Even something so silly as, what was it, maybe two months ago, there was that cop that wrote F you pig on his Starbucks coffee just to oh, get yeah, the yeah. attention. And there were people... It was huge on Facebook. Well, it was huge on the social media. There yep. was the news covered it. If they're gonna flip out over something so simple and stupid, no matter what your stance is towards law enforcement, yep, and civil servants in general, it doesn't matter. But if we're gonna flip out over something so simple as that, or Oh, even more recently, the Super Bowl halftime show. That was too, <laughs> that was too racy for some people. They were they were wearing clothes Dude, that were too skimpy. I'm sorry. If, if they people are gonna it. flip out about stuff like that, come on, the potential end of civilization as we know it. Well, I, I would think I would think they would be even more freaked out about that. Well, the suggestion is with the one I just mentioned, where the Anunnaki come from. Um, they were teaching us back in the day, like uh, ancient Sumerian texts were suggesting yep. that they were teaching and passing on knowledge. They, so if it's them, based on that, I have no concerns. If it's somebody else, like Klingons or something, <laughs> then we might have a problem. We, we definitely could. But what my curiosity is with the Anunnaki, if they were teaching us and helping us, and they were here, what was it, 10,000 years ago, 12,000 years ago? Oh, yeah, well before Christ. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't remember the exact dates, unfortunately. It's and ancient times. It's definite, definite ancient times. Early well, man. Well, B.C. Yeah, early where man. Where man might still have been dragging knuckles on the ground. Mm-hmm. But a lot but of the cave drawings in different regions of the world are how, eerily similar. How did it take so damn long for us to even get to half of what their technology could have been? Right. Right. And how it seems like there's so many gaps. How was so much lost? Or was it? Or was I, it? I mean... I was watching Ancient Aliens all day while I was cleaning the house. It's my day off. Hey, man, that's the show. I got to do something productive while I watch TV. (laughs) Um, But I I was watching, I I just started season one. I've never watched it episode by episode. I just watch it while it's on TV. It evolves. It it really has been growing since Mm -hmm. episode one. Mm -hmm. But they were talking about a lot of... These, um, I'm just going to say the wonders of the world. Yeah. Where it comes to the pyramids and I'm having a total brain dump, but there's another one where they had 20, 20 ton blocks of rock that had been moved. It's got to be Stonehenge or the pyramids. It I mean, wasn't the pyramid. It was Puma, bigger. Pu- uh, Puma Pum- Punku? Yes. 
Puma Punku. That's a cool it was thing. Puma Punku or Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu is a good one too. Like, Which, how do they make those cuts? If you guys don't know any of what we're talking about, That's definitely okay. <laughs> look up those episodes because that alone just it's such a wormhole into that section of ancient being. Ancient Speaking of wormholes, alone, <laughs> it's incredible. But. I like how, to how, think. How would we lose the technology from twelve to twenty six thousand years ago that right. moved twenty ton blocks right. to where we? How could did it vaporize? It. We could barely do it now with right. what we have with hydraulic. Where did it go? What? How do we lose so much? You can find the fucking Titanic, <coughs> but you can't find any of these old tools that pulled this off. I tell you what. What we need to do. We got to take a quick break. We got to load up on another beer to sample to let the people know that. And then let's pick this conversation back up because the alien, it goes recently where Tucker Carlson actually asked President Trump what he knows. That was on one of the last episodes of Ancient Aliens that I just watched. Tucker Carlson, like this is mainstream now. It's in the mainstream. Take a break. Be right back. All right, welcome back. So me and my buddy Connor, what what a better way to sit in some shitty weather than do a beer sampling. And while we do a beer sampling, talk about fun stuff like aliens and government conspiracies. So we'll get into uh we'll get back into the alien conversation in just a second. While we were off the air, Connor and I swapped the uh, uh, first two beers. So he was trying the Rogers Scotch Ale, the the Hound Dog Scotch Ale. I'm sorry. And I tried the uh, peanut butter milk stout, which I drank before we came back on air, which Connor said, you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) But I did it because it's delicious. It's like having a piece of chocolate cake. All right. So, Connor, I just... You compared it to ice cream. And that was the comparison that I wanted to give to it. And it just... I don't know how I forgot... Ice cream's what, what you thought? reminded me of. Oh, yeah. Oh, it smells oh, yeah. just the, like a chocolate the, ice cream. The smoothness of it. Yeah. The, the mouthfeel of it yep. felt like yep. ice cream at that perfect, rich consistency where it's kind of melty, but yep. it's still hard. Our beer's not quite as cold as it could normally be because it's been sitting here for a second. But when I, by the time I got to it, it had been sitting out for 25 minutes because we talked on that segment for a while. Uh, but yeah, ice cream was a good way to describe it. It smells like chocolate ice cream, and if that was ice, ice cold, holy shit, that'd be delicious. You know what? I think I kind of like it as it gets up to room temperature a little bit more. Which is it's, rare. It's, it's not, I don't think it's meant to be an ice cold beer. And I'm finding some of the darker beers, especially nowadays, are a little bit better when they're not just above freezing when you got that crazy, yeah. crazy cold fridge. That so it's 33 degrees ooh, or whatever. Side thought before you try the Scotch Ale and then we open up these two new beers to critique. You know how there's root beer floats? Do you oh. think vanilla ice cream in that making a peanut butter cup milk stout float would be delicious? You know what? Did we just invent something? Probably about... That might be good. It? Probably about <laughs> 2000. 12 2013 right after i moved back here from new jersey i was hanging out at the distillery with a few of our friends yep and we've got a bartender that's always there and it was a pretty slow night and i wanted a milkshake but i also wanted to get drunk Mm -hmm. and that's when we came up with our idea of carbon milkshakes guinness Uh 
vanilla ice cream, and Bailey's. Wow. And maybe a little bit of Jamo. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one before we put the Jamo in tasted the best, but I think that would be about a million times better in that oh, peanut butter stout, dude. peanut butter stout milkshake. Just thinking about it, because you know it's like holy shit. Would this be good in vanilla ice cream? Just fucking throwing a clump, oh, absolutely. two two scoops absolutely. of vanilla and a pint of that. It, oh, it has to be. Ah. Oh. Oh, uh, that's going to be next. We're going to come back. We finished it. We're sorry. <laughs> so next time we get together, vanilla ice cream, and we'll see if the uh, stout float. Make a note. We'll, make this we'll, we'll see which stout makes the best milkshake. Oh, my God. There's going to be women pissed at us. This is delicious, you fuckers. It's <laughs> going right to my so hips. so fat from drinking this. Hey, listen. We don't really like them too skinny, by the way. So, <laughs> All right. So taste break it. them in half. Let me know what you think of the scotch right, ale. This is the hound dog this scotch. This is the hound dog scotch. Oh, he's taking a big old gulp. He's taking it to the head. Half a pint. He's like, fuck it. I got it. What do you think? It's Ooh. smooth. It's uh, smooth. It's, I don't know what the right word is for this one. It's drinkable. It's definitely drinkable. Um, Refreshing? I've been drinking a lot of IPAs lately, so you get that crisp, like, but that's bitter, not bitter tang. Yeah. It doesn't finish and this bitter. Doesn't, it doesn't finish bitter. Right. It's, that's, de- yes. it's definitely not an IPA by any means, but it's got that same, like, Initial. Hmm. Yeah, it's a Scotch I, ale. I, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Because I drink a lot of the Rohrbach Scotch ale. Oh, don't get me started on Rohrbach. I wish uh, we could find it in Wegmans or any of the other local stores. I thought I put a Rohrbach in Christina there. Christina and I went there on. He's. Uh oh. Oh boy. He forgot. We <laughs> went there maybe a week or two ago. It would. <clears throat> the day of Kobe's helicopter crash, we were, oh. we saw that flash across the news from Roarbox, and they oh, had a geez. couple of beers on tap that they don't sell in stores. Yep. And the one that I had, which, by the way, I know you're a metal fan, mm-hmm. and you know I am too. Yep, yep, yep. This beer had the most metal name in the world, and I wish we could be sampling it today. What Impending Doom. Impending Doom. Come on. We does just, it get any better than it that? It doesn't for a get any. No, dude, not at all. You not hear that? And you're like, why is that's there, pretty good? You think it? Why isn't there a band named Impending Doom yet? You you playing your bass? Eh, I wish I had a little bit more time, but with fishing season just ending and going straight into hunting season. Mm-hmm. Going straight into, oh my yeah. God, I've neglected my house for nine months out of the year <laughs> season. Um, I haven't had a chance to pick up the bass. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I have been very disciplined, my friend, and I've been playing either my bass or my uh, Fender six string electric right now every night. Every night. Wow. Um, per- last time last time you were over here, you were talking about being disciplined like that. Yeah. And I, yeah. You know what, man? I wish I could stay disciplined because yeah. I remember back in the day when I was actually pretty talented with yep. it. <laughs> yep. Uh, I do. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. You know, like last night I said, fuck, I haven't picked up an instrument yet today. And for me, it's therapy. Before we get back into the aliens and the beer sampling, everybody has their vices. And music to me really is a therapy. Now, some people laugh. like, what the fuck's this 39-year-old guy doing picking up these instruments and getting back into it? There's no future in it. Uh... 
it's really not about that. It's about the uh, progression of music. What kind of future do you need in music? You're happy with the optometry deal. Right. And music is a stress relief. Fucking A, bro. Especially when you're metalhead because they they sing about all the stuff that you want to do to someone. Real life. When you're, whether you're talking about all the Code of the Slasher from Cannibal Corpse. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. One day. Right. Just it. it Those guys it puts are so your feelings into words, <laughs> and it it soothes you. It does. Well, dude, not only that, but I like, sound like a psychopath. No, it's it. I we get it. Music, music is what what makes music special. It sings to your soul. Why does it sing to your soul? Because sometimes it reminds you of a dark place that you crawled out of. Um, that's just the guy's or, honest or truth. For a happy place, for yep. that matter. Yep. That's what. Pop music is based on. Pop music off is of. happy, yeah. Oh, listen, listen. Guilty confession, dude. Then again, punk music's happy, too. Guilty guilty confession. Yeah, punk music is happy. So yesterday, for example, that was a cobalt skill day for me. So you know that's three hours and some change each way in the car. It's a long day of driving. Yeah, but dude, I love it. I got that part of my territory really cooking hot now. It's fine. It's worth every second to me. Oh, it's a, it's so, a pretty drive. It is a, a pretty, pretty drive. drive. That's the best part about upstate Western it's beautiful. New York. Beautiful. Wisconsin any, of the East. Anywhere but New York City. You, <laughs> you get Sorry. 20 minutes out of, out of any of these cities, and they're beautiful. Oh, beautiful. The rural places are gorgeous. The color, the foliage, even when they're snow-capped, they're doing great. Um, but you know, for me, that's a long day. So the way back, I got a three-hour and 15-minute ride home. So I got the Sirius satellite radio. I listened to mostly Octane, Ozzy's Boneyard, Hair Nation, Turbo, Lithium. Those are my go-tos. But... I've gotten into the Groove Channel because they start kicking off the disco and shit. And when you've had a great day, I'm in sales. So when you've had a great day, like Boogie Wonderland is a great song. When you're- you, you know what? That, that goes back to what we were talking about where it, it caters to your feelings. It's true. Some days you, I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Fuck. And I, I'm on my way into work yeah. listening to some of the heaviest death metal that you could what are your top imagine? three right now top three bands right now uh, who's who's top on your playlist right, right now, now i'll give you mine you give me yours and then we'll get back to beer and aliens right now for the intensely heavy side of it i've been eating up cannibal corpse yep. that's why they've been I around a long them. fucking time they've been too. around for a millennium 25 years back when we were in high school they were around dude they were in ace ventura yeah. That's how I introduced Christina to metal. We were yeah. watching Ace Ventura. Is he connected to Napalm Death or no? I'm not even sure. Okay. I'm not I'm not the right guy to ask about the, the trivia based questions at times. Well they're all um, both active. That's yeah. Because yeah. I do I do ponder I did, across I, liquid metal from oh, time to dude, time. Dude, I did hear uh was it Josta? Josta's pretty good. And Corpse Grinder doing a Yeah. They had a little thing going on uh just a side project. Mm. That was very, very interesting gotcha. to hear at the least. Because, gotcha. I mean, Corpse Grinder is just, you know who he is. Yeah. It does, you hear that voice and that's Cannibal Corpse. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. True enough. True but, enough. Um, anyways, I digress. So they're they're up there. Who let, are your other two? Let me reel it back in here. Um, <clears throat> especially after their new album release mm-hmm. and actually allowing stations like spotify yeah 
to play them. They've always been one of my top three, and that's Tool. Tool, okay. Uh, that new album. Tool is so that, technically sound. That new album is just as mind-blowing as the last one. 10,000 days. They, and that was, what, 2006? Yeah, they, they had a 13-year They waited more than 10,000 days to put another album out, those jerks. Do you think <laughs> they did that on purpose? <laughs> they you know might what? have. Maynard's I, fucked up. Maynard's an interesting human being, yeah. and I think... I'm going to take a 13-year vacation. I, I, can, I can't say <laughs> he's a perfectionist because he has put out a lot for Perfect Circle and Pussifer in between yeah. Tool albums. True, true. People forget about that. But it almost seems like he is a perfectionist because he won't release a Tool album. Nah, with Tool. Tool's his baby. Until it's on the same level or even yeah. better than the last one. Tool's his baby. He Yes, absolutely. Tool is his baby. But that, I mean, there's just nothing better than yep. when you get home after work and you need to mellow out and veg and just chill. So who's your other one? Tool, and, Cannibal Corpse. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna have to go look at my Spotify and see what the top three have been played. I'll give you, I'll give you mine real quick. I, I'm, I'm, I'll, it, it never really changes. I, I'm always kind of torn between Slayer and Lamb of God. Which yeah, I know it's a little bit heavier than what you you get into. No, I got Slayer on my playlist. I mean, um, S- Slayer, I I kick myself for not being able to see any of their final tour. I had a friend <sighs> of mine do it. Um, check him out if you're into blues. His name's Mike Cottontoe Scrivens. He's got a few releases. He kind of tours around the east side of the town locally here. And uh, if you're into blues, he's fantastic. But blues he, he's is a great. metalhead, and I, I really wish him and I, I wish I could have gotten to go see Slayer with mm. him. He was, uh, mm. he, he's a big, big time metal fan. Him and I would talk talk about it at work at almost every you know day. who i'm going to see in august and i'm just giddy as fuck over it don't laugh i'm going to see the piano man i'm going to see billy joel 12 rows away from the stage in new era you know what being a bills fan i don't like the guy because i know he was going to take the team to toronto <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay <laughs> sorry no no, no. I, I, <laughs> I i i don't he's not that bad i'm i'm making no, jokes i'm going um, this so i'm a pretty div- i'm pretty diverse oh yeah oh yeah absolutely you're talking about yeah. listening to disco five minutes ago yeah um, yeah so you want you want my my three my three top my three top bands for metal right now that I'm really, really, really listening to hard as hell. I've always loved Avenged Sevenfold. Their range is unbelievable. They just put out a new one, right? They did. Um, let's see. I got All That Remains. All That Remains? Yeah, Phil is amazing. You know, uh, <clears throat> that reminds me of another one that actually might fit the top three at times, but go ahead. <laughs> and then I'm going to throw one at you because for me... It's the overall body of work, and the lead singer flies the fucking plane. And that's Maiden. Iron Maiden. They are one of my all-time favorite metal bands. As soon, I as, know, you, as, soon as you went there, I knew who you were going to say. It's Bruce Dickinson, baby. I'm. It's Maiden. Everybody I'm, wanted to model after Maiden. I've never been a Maiden fan. No? I've never been that's a Maiden That's all right. Fan. 
I know you're I probably just, expecting Metallica to come no, out or something. No, no, but... that's everybody. Everybody, that's a generic and answer, and that's no disrespect we, to Metallica, one sound, of my favorites. We would sound like we didn't know metal if we started talking about Metallica as our top three, See, because there is so much more to it than just Enter Sandman, yes. which is what everybody it's knows. It's all the early stuff. They're, oh, it's they're early Cliff stuff. Burton as a bass player. I, Cliff Burton was a god. I was listening to Megadeth the other day. Dave Mustaine's of I was Monster. thinking to myself, and this was new Megadeth, and yeah. you could hear that classical undertone to it, and you sit there and think and wonder, what would have happened if Dave, Dave Mustaine stayed. stayed and Cliff Burton was still alive? Oh my god. That would be quite the story when it comes Dude, to bands. I mean, what do you even met? Man, we're getting way off the topic. We, we are we're, way off But now, what do you, you know even what? measure okay. that against? If Cliff Burton's still the bass player, James is still the singer, and Dave and them never have a fallen out, and it's no disrespect to Kirk, but Kirk's not there. Lars is still banging on the kit. Cliff Burton, he was the best bass player nobody ever got to know. He was, what, 26, 27 years he, old when the bus crashed? so young. It, Fuck it, it was... and he didn't use a pick. Nope, he played fingers, which is how I played bass. I play finger, I dude. I, fingers, I, prefer, but... I feel there's a better control over the rhythm with your fingers. I do. I can play a lot faster with fingers, too. Me, too. That fits, that fits the metal <laughs> genre. So. Me, too. Um, All right, we got to taste this beer real quick. Shit, right. what are you drinking now? Let's get now? back into this beer <laughs> You're so, quickly. Sorry, 16-minute rant I've on got music. New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial Ooh. IPA. Now, that I have tried before. Have you? I have tried it. Okay. This is the end of... Uh, Actually, well, build your own six-pack. I said, yep. i got to get some more of that, but I don't want a full well, six-pack. Take a taste and, and uh, <laughs> give the uh, listeners a, a little synopsis. All right. He's getting into it. Oh. Now, this comes at you as an IPA with that bitter afterbite with the yep. crisp up front. But it's not overdone by any means. Some of gotcha. the IPAs, they get a little bit too crazy with it. Yep. <clears throat> you drink it, and you're like, ugh, what did I just put in my, my mouth? My father-in-law you, does not like you, IPAs. You fully regret it because it's just, it's almost where it's too bitter. Yep. And up fr- even up front, it's not crisp. It's just, it's bitter all the way through. There's nothing good to it well that's the opposite of what this right ranger is it's right it's got so, good taste up front you get that bitter after bite it's refreshing you can drink it in the winter if you want to because it's a heavier beer yep and it's definitely got a little more alcohol to it than a, a bunk light which i mean I'll yeah drink that also well what's the alcohol on it Does oh it it's say? gotta be is around. it a seven uh it's on this side it i can't see that shit i'm going blind I know a it guy. It is nine percent alcohol. Nine percent alcohol on the Voodoo Ranger. So I wouldn't really want to drink too many of them in the summer. Woo! It'll be refreshing for the first one, but the next several, you'll, you'll be floating in the pool half asleep. And All right, and you might not wake up the might, next morning. Might drown. <laughs> so I have another Rogers, and Rogers loves dogs. I'm starting to see the uh, connection here, and I love Letterkenny, and you know Wayne loves dogs. So this is this is working. So this is the Bulldog Hazy IPA. Another 6.5% alcohol. And again, this is the Rogers. So it is uh, brewed and canned uh, by the CB Craft Breweries in Honeyoy Falls, New York. And Rogers Beer is out of Leroy, New York. And uh, this is a new recipe. It is uh, powerfully hopped with tons of juiciness. 
I like them juicy. <laughs> With very little so bitterness <laughs> and tons of late hop additions. So, this is, I feel like, just based on the smell, I feel like this is going to be a traditional IPA. But here we go, down the hatch. And there goes the pine glass. <laughs> Whoa, now that is smooth. So I have learned this with Rogers. Rogers is a smooth beer. That's got the upfront, okay, and uh, but it doesn't have that bitter finish at all. Like that is a beer. That's an IPA. I think my father-in-law could drink. His gripe is the bitterness, and that to me doesn't finish too bitter. And you saw me take a giant sip. That wasn't a sip. That was. <clears throat> A pint. That was. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right though. I That's mean, it's, all right. it's horrible what Rochester weather. It's my show. What, what better to do than <laughs> come by my place, slug down a half a dozen beers at a quite rapid pace, and then drive back in horrible weather. <laughs> right. So you don't know, make the terrible decisions we make. It hasn't actually started to do anything yet. I have a feeling it's going to be after my bowling night is done. I think that's when the bulk of it's coming. Yeah, it's got to be at night because right yep. now it's, it's too warm. Kind of misting and snotty. There's no real. Yep. It's 33 degrees, but as soon as that dips into the 20s, we have a hockey game. So, <laughs> so do you want to taste this real quick to confirm what I'm saying? Because um, I've had the voodoo before, and I know you haven't tried a Rogers. You know what? i got a shotgun and, what's left in my pint glass. Here. Okay, shotgun your pint glass, and then we'll take a break, and we'll try to finish with another beer sampling and get back into those aliens. Yeah, we've really digressed from aliens. Well, we? well, we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it because I want to get into that <laughs> Tucker Carlson piece. We we definitely have to. And well, this is dude. This is the podcast. Like it goes, it goes in whichever direction it goes with. So there's people that will listen to this show. My average show goes forty five minutes to an hour and fifteen. That's that seems to be my sweet spot. So I've got people that'll you know they'll have three or four to and from days to work. To uh, you know, finish an episode kind of well, thing. When but. you had asked me to do the show, I was like, "Well, we've been talking about doing the beer one forever, and you mm-hmm. want to do this one on aliens." He said, "Well, maybe we can do both." So I I looked at all your podcasts because I have listened to a few of them, but oh yeah, usually when I'm at work walking, or I'm getting into my household chores, yep. or you know, just doing whatever it is I'm doing. I'm not really paying attention to time. You bring Jay North with you. So. And, uh, well, no, no. So, some of the subject matter has been quite interesting. I, <laughs> I, I still think the premise of raiding Area 51 was just... Stupid. I wish I could get into some of their heads. You're going to die. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. I, I want to get inside of your heads. Well, that you, red line means... There's 20 miles to go. With, with all, all the, the <laughs> signage on it that says, lethal forced authorized... Yeah. I remember, now this, we did briefly touch on our military background, but while I was, while I was in the Air Force, there's a red line around controlled mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. might not be a fence or anything like that or a rope, but there's a red line, and yep. you do not walk across that red line. Nope. Every 15, 20 feet, there is a sign that says lethal force authorized. Yes. Well, the military always plays what they call exercises it's your what if, what if scenarios you know what i'm talking yep. about what if this happens what if that happens we were at work one day so you know just a normal day for us but the cops on base were playing an exercise that somebody had broken the perimeter and they were trying to get into places where they weren't supposed to 
And, well, you know, the cop dressed up in regular civilian clothes. And so he would stand out like a sore thumb. And they forgot to tell the flight line that they were doing exercises. And uh, one of these guys came running across the red line. And one of the crew chiefs, which is your general mechanic, they launch the planes, their name's on the side of them, just like yep. the pilots are. But anyways, uh, one of the crew chiefs saw this guy come running at his airplane. Mm. You don't mess with a crew chief's airplane. He nope. cracked him in the head with a friggin' box wrench. Ooh! <laughs> and come to find out Ooh. the mistake had been made. He probably felt bad, probably uh, went home and drank a couple beers. I'm sure he did. But, uh... But they didn't tell you guys. But, yeah, so that's a oops. But, and this this is just a, a simple. I, I worked on F-15s. It was an F-15 base. It's just an F-15, man. Just an F-15. I mean, we don't know what's in Area 51 for a reason. So I can only imagine what would happen. Oh yeah, if for somebody sure. went somewhere they weren't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a little bit worse than a wrench. Well, people don't realize if you're trying to get in the Area 51, too, that little security gate, you have 20 miles still to go before you even get to it. That's the way most of the bases are yeah. overseas. When I Bragg was, was when, when I was in Bagram, they had two or three fences yep. before you were there. Yep. But uh, let me get my sample in on this. Is that the sample? So we you can go ahead it. and get you on the break. Let's do so it. So we can hear from your sponsors and all. Let's do it. But this is the... Uh, this is the uh, Rogers, the, uh, Bulldog, the Bulldog Hazy. Haze. IPA, good looking bulldog on the on the can, and he's killing the pint almost. Okay, that's uh, I like the hops they use in it. Yeah, if you're into uh, your IPAs, this one's definitely this is actually a little more hoppy than the New Belgium. Less bitter, a little bit less. I like this. I like this a lot. This is Rogers. This is a good beer. Which which Wegmans do you go to? Ridgemont. Ridgemont. Okay. Ridgemont Wegmans. I've, if I've you're not if you're before. not in Rochester, New York, if, you're like what? <laughs> if they don't uh, if they don't have it at the Mount Reed Wegmans, I probably haven't seen it. So I think they all use the same buyers. I think it's all pretty pretty straightforward. You yeah, probably find it there's, there. There's different selections at different Wegmans. Is I know there? Like, I know ours. We don't have a butcher at ours anymore. Oh. So I got to go to Long Pond next to work if mm. I want to get a porterhouse because mm. they don't usually cut those and. No kidding. Send them to Mount Reed. Interesting. All right. Well, now that my mouth is full, <laughs> let's go to break. We'll come back. We'll introduce two more beers, and we'll finally pick up that damn alien conversation. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Hey, folks. Nature's Little Helper is offering our listeners an exclusive 10% off discount for their New Year, New You campaign. To take advantage of this special, just drop an email to sales at natures-little-helper.com and use the code NE2020 in your subject line. For more information on their awesome hemp-extracted CBD product lines, visit www.natures-little-helper.com. Discount not available on raw flour. All right, so we're back. Northern Exposure Podcast, your boy Jay North, his buddy Connor Armstrong. Beer, aliens, casual conversation. All the other shit we've been talking about throughout this episode. Definitely have to call it casual. We can't really say there was much topic. <laughs> we've digressed from our digressions. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They might have gotten some insight on some things, and we're not done yet. We've, we've got a whole other beer to sample and a whole other segment to get into. It's, it's two more beers to sample. It's two more, yes. I know neither one of us have had the Dogfish Head Namaste White Belgian Style Whip Beer. 
That's and why I grabbed it. They're and calling it a Belgian-style white brewed with dried orange flesh, flesh and peel, fresh-cut lemongrass, a bit of coriander, peppercorns, and a healthy dose of good karma. Ooh, a healthy dose of good karma. Yeah. So I have never had that. You have never had that. And we have, what, 6 point... What's that say? 4, 4.8% alcohol okay. by volume. So this one sounds like something you may be able to knock a few back on. In the summertime, too, the summer. especially. This oh, might that's be... usually what a Belgian white is, is a yeah. summer beer. This so is... it's definitely going to be a bit more refreshing. Yes. But, uh, that and, uh, can you just heard pop, Jay? Yep. This is haha. This is the Rohrbach uh, Vanilla Porter, Rohrbach Brewery since 1991. And Careful. this is. Ah, oh, 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 did I on dribble? the carpet. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. On the carpet. Nope, nope, no airs, no airs. So this is from. Uh, this is. Where is this? This is Rochester, New York. Oh, yeah, it's Rochester, New York. And I uh, Buffalo, a Buffalo I'm Road step and on Gates that. to be. Buffalo Being Road and precise. Gates, and I meant to pour that in my glass, so it didn't do that. But he poured um, it on the floor instead. So I did. I poured <laughs> it on his floor instead. Good this is a uh, vanilla porter from Rohrbach Brewery, and uh, this is dark, rich, and complex English, 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 English. There you go. <laughs> English style porter brewed with a variety of malt, chocolate, caramel, black, and roasted barley. Authentic vanilla finishes off this roasty nightcap. So this is supposed to be a nightcap. So you're supposed to drink this before you go to bed. It suggests on the can you should keep this cold. This is a pint that I got here in a can, and it's 5.9% alcohol. So let me pour it in my glass. It's a nice dark beer. Oh, gets yeah. A, gets a nice head. The gets way a, most gets of a us nice enjoy head. it. We, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> I'll be careful. The censors, Connor. Yeah, I don't think anybody that listens to this show gives a shit about censorship. <laughs> I would hope not. If you're still hanging on and you care about uh, censorship, this is like episode 31. Why are you still here? <laughs> so, all right. So, Vanilla Porter. It's nice and dark. I got me a big sip here. Let's see. Oh, this, is, this smells good. This smells good. Now, I have not had this. You've I, had this. I can't believe he hasn't had this yet. Go ahead. The last time I, I wanted it, I think it was sold out. <laughs> you know what? Uh, might very well be, but that's one of their more popular ones. It just surprises me that it'd be. Oh so my bad. god! <laughs> he that, looks like someone just had oh, an orgasm in his mouth. Oh my and god! Not, not in the gay way. <laughs> oh, that is delicious. Ooh, it's smooth. It's chocolatey. It's malty with just the right hint of vanilla. This is a good beer, people. That's a good beer. Dare I say, and I've had two Rogers in a Roar box, so I like things that start with R, but that is the best beer I have tasted at this sampling. That's actually fair. From, That's from, fair. Okay. My, my memory of it, it is going to be pretty good. Do you want to refresh your memory and pour I'm, some in your glass? I'm going to refresh my memory after I uh All right, so he's, you're going to give us the belt, head. and I've never had that either, so here we go. Big ol' sip. Getting some. Finished it. Well, I gotta clear my glass for Gotta the, clear it. For the roar Gotta box. clear it. What do you think of that? That's a new Honestly, one. Honestly, for a uh, Belgian style whip beer, it's uh You don't oh, look pleased. Man. It's it's a lot more like carbonated and I guess the word I'd be look it's rough compared to your normal Ooh. Belgian whip beer as far as 
You know, that's usually your blue moon. Yeah, so this one, can I take that, a sip? This you, one's not good. You, uh, so here we go. It's not that it's not good. It's just not as smooth as I anticipated. And I'm going to say right now, all the other beers we've had have been very, very smooth beers. Okay, so big brands of this would be your Blue Moon and your Shock Top. Yes. Those very, be, I couldn't yes. think of the second big Shock brand. Top. brand. I knew yep. Blue Moon was in there because I And this is Dogfish Head, and I typically like their stuff. So here we go. You know, I agree with you. It's definitely I, not my favorite of the, the tasting. That's it's not true. my favorite. It's not... It's mm, on a scale of one to ten, it's a six. On a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna drink both the last two <laughs> whip beers. No, what that would, we what would you give this on a scale of one to ten? The blue moon and the, yeah. the other one. So you're gonna that. you're gonna leave this one out. Honestly, if I see that in a six pack, unless it's a yep. dollar a beer, okay. And I want something that isn't Bud Light or yeah. Well, since we're in almost Canada, Blue Light, yeah. Or Molson Light, for that well, matter. Um, you know, I would I would pass on that if I did. If I would go with the, the I'm a, cheap semi domestics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to say semi domestic because you know those are Canadian beers, but they've been brewed pretty close to here. Now, I typically like the Dogfish Head. This isn't like uh, if you had other choices, I'm taking other choices. Yeah, it's I, I'm really I'm really yeah. disappointed. Dogfish, yeah. Dogfish Head is usually a fantastic beer. You notice I just took one more sip just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... it's. Is it missing something, or has it got too much of something? It's, that I can't decide. It's that like it, they over... Uh, I think it's yeast and sugar together that are what makes the, the fizzy carbonation yeah. in beer. Yep. Yeah. And it's like they went overboard on one of those. No, and I, I typically like their stuff. So. I can't remember exactly what I don't it is, know. which is sad because we were talking about Would I try my homebrew yeah. in there. <laughs> and, uh, I, bought, I bought the girlfriend a homebrew yep. kit for ciders. For ciders, yep. For Christmas. and uh, Okay. It, I think that's what... Would I try it again? I would, I, would I try it again with a brand new, totally clean palette? Yes. You know what? Honestly, if somebody brought that around... I would try it again. I would try it again. If somebody brought that around and it was that or... Blue Light. Blue Light, I'd probably drink that. Yep. But I wouldn't really go out of my way to buy it, if that makes sense. Yep, nope, I hear you. If they were both free, I would gravitate towards that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the best way to say it, right? Yeah, I agree with you, dude. (laughs) I don't don't know about that one. All right, so that's the only one right now that we've poo-pooed. You're going to go back to enjoying Vanilla Porter real quick. I'm going to hit this Vanilla Porter and, and you're gonna hit it. see if I remember if it's like what I, I remember. Think it's I'm, gonna sure, please I'm sure you. it is. I think it's going to please you. I think we'll it is. <laughs> Sham, Sammy the German Shepherd is very comfortable right now. We always have dogs on this show. It's either Luna the Pitbull, Packer the Aussie, Sammy the Shepherd. Now we got Shay. We got I Shay. call her the piss dog because Shay the she, piss she, dog. She leaks pee and she kind of stinks a little bit. She's fourteen now. She, she's between eleven and fourteen. They she's, don't know. Yeah. She's got a nerve problem in her backside, which makes her leak. She looks closer her to the, the fourteen, which gives her the piss dog nickname. Yeah. But good old girl. She was though. almost all black when I got her. She's and a good she's girl, man. Definitely almost all gray. Oh, now. she's gray. Yeah, she's gray. <laughs> she's she's a good girl, Shay. She's overlaying down. She's laying down in her dog. So, bed. did you taste that yet? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I got me the vanilla porter. What do you it, think? It is exactly what I remembered it. Yep. It does some... have the right amount of vanilla to it. Pour some more of that in here. I know Jay said he preferred this for the tasting. I am stuck on that left-hand brewery peanut butter cup. That That's is... so good, too. Okay, keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. That, that but... is just some of the best beer in general i've had in a while i mean that's a good beer. I, I hate to say it the rohrbach vanilla porter is something that i've had a lot of. so that's a dessert so know. that might be why i'm leaning mm-hmm. towards these that. are both desserts. they're both dessert beers. they're both desserts it's pork chop in a bottle yeah it's <laughs> this is a dessert people so i'm going to conclude my podcast with this in my hand the vanilla and you're yeah, going back go to back what to the new belgium because new belgium there's a little bit of it left you like their flat tire that's their uh that's fat their, tire fat tire i'm fat sorry tire. fat tire is a flat yes. tire <laughs> yeah. oh absolutely that's, that's a actually good beer. what got started yeah got me started on new belgium yep that was their uh and, that, that's uh, their core it, it is it is and when i lived in was stationed in mountain home idaho mm-hmm. that's when i first idaho had it. dude oddly enough oh my god i'm looking at the label i thought this was a western beer you got fucking it says, idaho it says it was bottled in fort collins Col- or north carolina north I thought carolina it was, i thought it was from the other side the of air force country. brought you to idaho the air force brought me to idaho <laughs> we were we were the next line of defense on the west side Case from Canada from, attacks? No. I know, it I'm was, just being an ass. It was actually, um, <laughs> I can't remember the exact Gotta date keep those potatoes built. under control. I believe, <laughs> <laughs> the attack of the killer potatoes. <laughs> eh? <laughs> Watch out for those potatoes. Um, no, I believe it was no, just built kidding. just as a, a West Coast, almost alert base. Wait. You know the thing is too, dude. It, out it was there. it was part of the Russian defense yeah. base, and you had bases. planes, and it, yeah, it was an air base. It was yeah. just interior enough to where there was enough time to get one of them off the ground yep. to intercept anybody that wasn't yep. supposed to be coming. Yep. So it makes sense. And you have wide open area to make and long ass runways because these are high powered jets. Not, not only that, but these are high powered jets. They had those wide open areas so they could target practice. Yeah, I mean. There's there's Moab in Utah and then there's yep. what we called Moab in Idaho and that's that was their bombing range. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, that's where they would test the Moab bombs. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even. <laughs> He's I don't like, know. I don't want to talk about it. I, I don't know. I don't. I honestly, that just uh, uh, that, that sounds like. Well, you something. need a one mile radius, <laughs> and out there you got it. So that, that oh, yeah. works. Well, from from Mountain Home to our next next town was about. 45 minute drive in any direction so yeah you had you had a little bit more than a mile yeah for sure <laughs> it was, for it was sure. wide open spaces and uh for sure we we touched on joe rogan he actually does some podcasts with one of my favorite people um i'm an outdoorsman yeah avidly i'm surprised we haven't gotten into that but oh, joe, joe rogan's done a few shows and podcasts with a guy that i follow his name's steven ranella if you're an outdoorsman Check out his show, Meat Eater. He's a uh, he's different breed of hunting show. That's that's for sure. Um, if you're tired of watching farm-raised animals get shot, like the normal show, this is it. Because he actually did a show in Idaho on mule deer. No kidding. And I want to say it was one of the ones with Rogan, and that's why I thought about thought about the it rogan hunts right yes and actually steven Rennell was the guy yeah. who was teaching him and no shit yes they have 
There's a couple episodes with the two of them, and they're fantastic. Wow. One episode ended up, they were mule deer hunting, I believe, and Joe Rogan took his shoes off, and he's walking through the rocks and the sagebrush and the mountains in his bare feet, so he didn't scare the deer away. Joe Rogan is. Yes. Wow. It was, it was a really, really cool show. I'm sure Jay and I huh. will probably check it out at some point. Yeah. Since he's got a few hours before he's got anything going on. We're just drinking away our Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, we really need to get back to these aliens. Right. Jay had something that I didn't know much about at the time. He brought it up before our first break. <clears throat> before and, the first break, yeah. And uh, So we were talking about the uh, the whole alien thing. And, uh, you know, I, okay, just to bring it all back together, a lot of us military folk, um, which is only 10% of our population, 90% of you guys are civilians. So nine out of every 10 people listening to this show probably have never served a second in their life. A lot of us believe in the aliens, um, speculate however you want, but a lot of us believe in the aliens. So we were talking about the Roswell, everything leading up to it. You were talking about like mass hysteria with the civilian population. Um, every president, so, so the last ep- one of the last episodes of Ancient Aliens I fell asleep to, and again, I think it was season 14. <laughs> and again, we're talking like it starts to get to like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and I finally crash, on, and I have to stagger into the room like an idiot, but I'm tired. But I was watching it. They ask all the presidents about it. Now, JFK, supposedly, and it makes me wonder, because I think there's a conspiracy behind his assassination, no different than I think there's a conspiracy behind Martin Luther King's assassination. Lincoln, for that matter. Lincoln. But it gets dirt. I think it's dirtier beyond Lincoln. I think Lincoln was just somebody that was probably a racist and didn't like the fact that he liberated people and decided... Do you think the government was as corrupt back then as it is now? There's more to it than that, though. How many, <clears throat> oh, how bring many, it! How many world leaders were assassinated just based on something... Mm-hmm. It, there was usually a lot more conspiracy around. Yeah. I mean, Julius Caesar. Yep. See, history buffs, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. We- we could do a show on history. And That's maybe... the thing. That's the thing. And some people, well, like, life... if you if you don't pay attention to that stuff, you don't know it's there. Like, so many, so many people hate history. I loved history. It was one of my best classes in school. Like, fuck, let's talk about it. I love this shit. Not only that, but there's a lot of stuff that, as we've aged, we've learned just wasn't true what we learned out of the history books. And we're only 39. I'm 39. How old are you? He's 39. I'm actually a little bit younger at 35. Fuck. (laughs) The settlement of America. Yeah. For sure. Everybody was led to believe that the Native Americans were treated fairly well when we went through school. Hell no. About our American history, but some of the stuff that happened and some of the things that they went through. Mm Mm-hmm. Made Hitler look like he was yeah, reasonable. Well, that's the thing. I think the more people understand history and understand where you came from, Ed, the more you know about it, I think the more you could be like, I'm not responsible for that, but I know what I want to do going forward. Like That's why I hate when people hit the rewind button and try to dig up shit from like hundreds of years ago. Like, no, let's move on from that. Let's be better than that. Let's not focus on that anymore. Like, we got to put that away, and we got to move forward. Well, I'm all for putting away the stuff that's actually 
been documented in our history. Yeah. But let's get back to the ancient times. Those aren't documented, with the, bro. With the aliens. That's just not... That's it. So, how, Tuck, how so, these guys... <clears throat> let's just say it. These guys just somehow disappeared yeah. from any records or any... All their... The technology. The, te- the technologies. The only thing that sticks around is... So... So the lost There's city. no real proof that they were here, but... There is at the same time. Like yeah. we're not sure what any of it means, though. Mm-hmm. And it feels like there's a loss of technology in there. But if they're the thing, the thing is hard to wrap around. So I, I mentioned Bob Lazar, and you guys can Google Bob Lazar. He used to work. He was a scientist. He wasn't a military man. He was a scientist assigned to Roswell, and he talks about an area uh, in Area Fifty One referred to as S Four. And there's documentation. So when you worked at Area 51, it had its own airplane to fly you into the base. And then from there, you were picked up. There were two buses. There were the buses that all the military personnel and scientists went on that went to the main area of Area 51. And then there was these other people that took a a couple-mile trip down the road to this area called S4. Okay? So there are people, when Bob Lazar first started coming out and trying to say about this stuff, there were people saying, oh, he's crazy, he's crazy. A few years later, there was other people that worked at Area 51 that said, oh, yeah, there was this place called S4. I wasn't allowed to go there. So they validated So, so that was the top secret section of Area 51. Fuck yes. Be, beyond the fact that the whole base is top secret. The whole base is top <laughs> secret. And, you know, there, there's, there's other things that go on. Like, what are they hiding? Like, in the middle of the night... The runway will... Because you're in the middle of the desert, people. You have to understand where this is. This is in Roswell, New Mexico. Middle of the goddamn desert. Middle of nowhere. You look up at night. Nothing. Stars. If if you're from the East Coast especially, even when you get out of the big cities, Mm -hmm. into the hills, we'll say from Rochester to the hills of Honeyoy. Yep. That's that's clear to us here. But if you've ever been to the other side of the country, in the middle of the desert, Mm -hmm. again, I was stationed out there. Yep. Idaho is the middle of nowhere. Middle I mean, of nowhere. Idaho, come on. Clear. Um, everything you could see, you could actually, I swear, you could see the white from the Milky Way in the night sky when the state wasn't on fire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. So there's people validating that. And we went into the, you, you said mass hysteria. And there's a lot of ancient, they call them ancient astronaut theorists, that believe that that is exactly why there's been full governmental disclosure. Uh, is due to a fear of mass hysteria within the population. So where I'm at now in some of this, some of the shows I'm watching, and where like places like MUFON are, um, Ancient Aliens, great show. Um, they're at the point now where they think that the government is almost ready to f- disclose it, because they think in 2020, 2021, whenever they're finally going to do it, that the that the people are comfortable enough, because at this point. NASA has put that test, uh, what was it called, test, the test satellite, up in 2018 that showed there were 4 billion possible stars. They didn't want to call them planets, but they said 4 billion possible stars just in our Milky Way galaxy alone that could inhabit life. That could have our planetary potential. 4 billion! It's it's ridiculous to think we'd be the only ones. Billion! I'll, I'll say it again. Different suns. And then they talked about different specific gravities on each planet. So people are like, oh, you always draw these little short gray pants. They talked about, about Sirius A and Sirius B. You know how there's a Sirius A and a Sirius B? Yeah. 
I believe Sirius B is considered to be the planet, Sirius A is considered to be the sun, and B revolves around A. Okay, so they'd, I think that's where they speculate the greys are from. And they say that the reason they're like short little gray aliens, you have to think, they're three times the size of Earth, which gives them three times, almost three times specific gravity. So I can't remember the scale, but we were like 1.8, they were like 3.6. So of course you're going to have four foot tall beings, because gravity is making sure you can't have seven footers. There is no NBA on Sirius uh, B. If there is, they're dunking on a six-foot hoop. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But have you heard about that stuff? I, I've heard some of some of those things. It's... And they can be found in Orion's belt, can't they, Sirius? Is that Orion's belt or the Pleiades? I believe that was Orion's belt. He's Googling I, it. I love it. See? We've got Google. Why we've just, got Google. Why, why guess at this point? Well, the nice thing about a podcast is you can ponder a question... And then you don't necessarily have to know the answer. You can Google it real quick to ensure that you do know the answer. So it's kind of like a, a Q&A session with ourselves and our audience. So here he goes. Right. He's got some information. I've got Wikipedia. Wikipedia, which is pretty reliable. He's reading. I'm reading, and I am a very slow reader, apparently. Yeah. Public school. It's not serious saying... Sirius A and Sirius B are actually in the serious, serious constellation. Constellation. That's right. So they're, why, they're why beyond would, us. Wow. Beyond why wouldn't us. we put dog yeah. stars and dog constellation together? They're, we're, oh. be, we're they're beyond us. That's right. That's right. They're far. <laughs> they're out there. But that that's where they think there, the Greys yes, come from. Yes. That's where they think the Greys come from. No, they're not in the Milky Way. We, we should probably specify. Yeah. And then the other crazy thing is, too, is you got to think, like, some of these stars that you see in the sky when you look up, there's so many millions of light years away from you that they died that many years ago. They're dead. So what's dead and what's new? They're dead from beyond the time that our Earth was even formed, and we're right. just now seeing them. Is that fucking amazing, dude? Like, the human mind, like, it can, my brain could explode thinking about it sometimes and it makes me wonder why i didn't try harder in school back in the day because now some of this stuff is fucking fascinating and i was that kid that stared out the window i was gonna throw a football and stare at boobies all day sorry ladies that's what i was gonna do i considered myself a little casanova and i was gonna play a little football a little basketball and if that didn't work out i was still gonna have a good job <laughs> i've always been into the air travel thing I've, yeah i remember having books when i was young when i Still read quite a bit. Yep. On that touched on you know space shuttles from the Mercury to the Apollo programs, to uh, you my favorite aircraft ever produced <clears throat> by Lockheed and Skunk Works SR seventy one. Yeah, I was gonna say with all, with all their crazy technologies that w even went into those. The SR seventy one is fucking amazing. It's been around since what the seventies. It's. Actually, I believe a bit older than that. Is it? The U-2 came out in the 50s, and that proved obsolete fairly quick, and it mm -hmm. proved that they could shoot it down. You would know. You they were Air Force. I was down, Army. I needed you to support me. Well, the SR-71 was built because the U-2 was vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It was too low-flying and too slow-flying to not be shot out of the sky. Yeah. So they came up with... The mother of all recon yeah. slash spy planes, SR-71. Coast to coast in an hour, people. Coast to coast in an hour. They tried to put missiles on this thing, and it 
flew so fast the missiles could shoot it down. It's an impressive aircraft. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic aircraft. So, I mean, it's an hour, coast to coast in an hour. So what is it, 3,400 miles from California to New York? 3,300, something like that? That sounds about right. It does it in an hour, so that's Mach 5 the whole way, correct? Uh, It depends. Your Mach number is based on... It changes at altitudes. Um, I believe you're... I don't know. I don't remember. Um, They unclassified the plane quite a bit lower than Mach 5, though. But with as fast as it moves and... What did the B-52 do? From coast oh, to coast. Is that three hours? They're slow. In, they're... Com- in comparison. <laughs> in comparison, they're slow. No, no. They're not a mock mock flying aircraft. They're they're like a Boeing 747, but full of fun stuff instead of people. Yeah, yeah, and can't can't be detected on radar too easily. Yeah, um, they they they're bigger than an aircraft carrier. They're they're huge yeah, they're, on radar. They're big. They're, on radar, they are huge. Are they really? Yes. That's mm. So why what's the stealth part then? Are, are you thinking B one? Maybe the stealth, the stealth bomber. No, that was before the stealth bomber, but it was a much smaller bomber aircraft mm. that moved. The one that very looks like fucking Batman would with, fly it. With sweep wings on it. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's I'm the, thinking of that. You're thinking the B one. Okay, I'm thinking B one. B one. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Those, you know my wife's grandfather was Army Air Force back in World War Two. You know what? My, I ever uh, tell you that? My grandfather was. Really? Yes, he was. He, he actually was stationed in Japan during World War Two. Oh no, I'm sorry, it was the Korean War. No shit. It was so, the beginning well, of the Korean War. He was stationed in Japan. You'll appreciate this. Dudley Hall, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. He flew 33 missions, and they were shot down in a couple of them. Shot down. So cool story. I'll, I'll share this with you uh, in con- in conclusion to this little point. But my wife for her college thesis did a uh, Holocaust survivor interview. She was in journalism. So she was doing that. The man that she found that was an Auschwitz survivor was actually liberated by a mission that her grandfather flew. He did 33 bombardier missions, 33 flights. Nine of them, they were shot down. Two shoot-downs were critical. One shoot-down, I think they had shot down. In one instance, there was nine people on board. Two survived. He was one. He was the pilot. It's crazy. 33 missions. So, yeah, he actually wound up flying the mission that liberated the gentleman that she interviewed for her senior thesis at St. Bonaventure, 2003. That's pretty... That's fucking crazy. That's like such a small world scenario. That's fucking crazy, dude. It is... is Actually... It's less believable than Ancient Aliens. Right! <laughs> right! And she still got the VHS tapes of that presentation, because we're going back to 03, people. VHS was still a thing. Well, I know what I'm doing next time I show up at your house before we watch Wanna the see those? game this spring, because that would actually She's be She's got really to convert cool. them. That would... You guys don't have VHS? <sighs> Do you? Where's yours? You got a VHS kicking around? There's even, some people listening go, what the fuck's a VHS? I don't even have DVD players. I've got <laughs> two gaming consoles. Right. And, technically. Uh, technically. <laughs> that's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. Her grandfather flew that mission. That's, I miss that guy. He was a cool guy. Great stories. Dude, that is such a... Yeah. <laughs> I told my wife she needs to publish it. She... Her... her oh, somebody's got them. I think Katie's got a few of them, too. 
It's the letters between he and her grandmother, Norma, during World War II. And they wrote to each other often. And it was like, you know, that perfect, beautiful cursive. Yeah. And he spoke to her like a total... But dude, I told my wife, I was like, you can literally put this together and publish this. This is the diary of a world... This, the, that's the greatest generation. You have the fucking diary version of a love story of the greatest generation between your grandmother and your grandfather. Like, you got to share that. Who has that? It, it'd make Titanic look like a joke. Do you have that? I don't have no, that. No. And so many people in my that, family served. Thing, I don't have that. There you go. We need to get into producing movies. Fucking we'll hey, dude. I would story. have so much fun doing we'll, that. We'll base it on that story, and we'll sink the Titanic. We'll sink it twice. For the greatest of stories of all times. <laughs> Did you see they're going to come out with another Titanic? Oh, come on. And, f- and do the same route? Come on. I wouldn't that... name a boat Titanic again if you paid me. Like, no, that's just bad karma. Don't oh, do that. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean an actual Na- Name boat. it another boat, Titanic. I thought, you, I thought you meant another movie. And it would do the same cruise line. Like, I, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You're tempting fate. I, I thought he meant another movie. No, I was, no. Every movie's a, a remake no, you can't of everything have a, now. What, the Titanic through Rose's ex-boyfriend's perspective? <laughs> no, everything's just a remake, though. They remade Lion that's true. King and Aladdin. Oh, yeah, and, well, live what? action. All live action. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Ruining my childhood here. I know, for real. <laughs> for real. And our childhood is, yeah, it's getting older and it's passing away, sadly, which sucks. But this this fucking vanilla porter is a game changer. That is delicious. And I think they only sell that in four packs, right? On those pint sizes? I think it's four packs at the store, and I think it's kind of a... That's why they keep running out. You know which one I like from Jenny? No, it's not even. A he- I figured it was a heavily alcohol drink because usually nope. that's all you this can ain't buy bad. in a four-pack, and it's only 5.9. Yeah, this ain't bad. I like that other one from uh, Jenny, too, the salted caramel chocolate porter. That's a good one. Dean Jones knows what he's doing. Knows what he's doing. You know what, man? Everybody <clears throat> knocks Jenny It's not bad. Here. It's not no, bad. That's, that's our local, local brew. You don't yep. get it outside of Rochester nope. very often. I know... I've had pig's eye from, I believe, Minnesota. Yep. And that's, you know. Spotted cow o- in Wisconsin. That's only there. You're yep. not going to get it anywhere else. It's it's uh, a local brewery's answer to the cheap domestics. Mm-hmm. And it's usually cheaper. And Jenny has come Shh. a long way from what I remember sampling from my dad's bottles when I was young. Well, they had three back <laughs> in the day. Jenny. Jenny Light and Jenny, Jenny Cream, Cream Ale, Ale. <laughs> which was called the Jenny Screamer because you'd be sitting on the toilet uh, screaming Crying. the next day. <laughs> it would just be coming out the south side uh, in a waterfall, just like it, the water flows over the Genesee River. So that would be a bad deal. About I tell the, you About the same color as the Genesee I, River, too, if you're I, not familiar oh, with it. <laughs> dude, I'll tell you a story. Um, and I don't know if you know this guy. I don't think so. I don't think you've ever met him. But a good friend of ours back in the day, we were like probably, fuck, 20 years old. 19, 20 years old. Yeah, somewhere, maybe, yeah, 20, 21, somewhere like that. And uh, we were partying at Brockport College. A couple friends. Kobe was involved. Oh, Jesus. And I don't know if Kobe even remembers the story, but Kobe and Tommy used to be roommates. And we were having a particularly hard party. It was a uh, benefit concert at the local high school that we all went to high school for, for our buddy's friend, who unfortunately was, you know, battling cancer. Uh, Buddy's friend's brother, battling cancer. So we partied hard that night. And ironically, our buddy was there, whose brother was battling cancer. 
And I just remember he and I were polishing off cream ales, just crushing them, just crushing them. And you know how when you go into the Brockport, have you been to Brockport Storms? It has been a long time. So you have your main living room in the middle, and then you have the two rooms on the side, which is usually two, four people are living in this yep. spot. You got your little common area. You got that little piece of shit couch. They call it a love seat, but it's got wood arms. So it's got it's got cushions, I, but it's got wooden you arms. You know what? You you've just painted the picture that made me fully remember <laughs> what the Brockport dorms look like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I remember sitting on that little piece of shit couch one night, oh. and in the living room. Yeah. No, I didn't go to Brockport. I, I have one semester in college. Nor did I. I party there a lot. Everybody went there and partied. Geneseo. They're yep. senior in high school to. Doing whatever we did as delinquents just old, out yeah. of high school. We went there to party. Yep. And uh, Had that run. Anyways, long story short, we're hanging out with a friend of ours. And uh, the guys on the other side locked themselves out of their room. <laughs> so with my Swiss Army knife, they chipped their way through the door. No shit. They, not only did they make a person-sized hole instead of just try to, like, you know keep it small so they could reach through and unlock no they made this hole big enough and we were there the whole time it took forever for them to chip this hole out <laughs> to walk through the door and unlock it it was the that's most ridiculous crazy. thing oh the things that's we did crazy when we were kids. <laughs> oh man i've got so many stories that i don't even know if i have permission to tell it's it's terrible. What you're we you're used better to do. off not talking. Oh, I'm about better it. off not telling, unless they involve <laughs> me, and then it's it's my business. But yeah, we had a we definitely had some good times. So, well, anyway, these beers are delicious, and they took us a little bit off the beaten path for this podcast. But I really don't care. That's a good time. Um, and uh, real quick before we uh, end the show, I know you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. Real quick, what do you think the bash la- the backlash will be from the whole sign stealing thing? Think it's going to disappear? It's definitely not going to disappear. I actually saw an article. I think it was Bleacher Report yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Okay. That unfortunately, our favorite team was stealing signs with their Apple iWatches. No, I really don't know what the case was with that but i do know it was in the years where if they went after our coaching staff it won't affect us Mm. and it really won't affect anybody on the team except maybe gardner because he's so old yeah they didn't get rid of him right no i don't think so i think he's staying one more year. jesus really but yeah i don't i don't Again, it well, was, the Red Sox did it. It was a Bleacher Report or something like that. Well, they're pretty was, accurate. I saw, it on face, I saw it on Facebook, so yeah. we can't really base it for sure. It might have been a bad Fuck. link or who Fuck. God knows what. So, but uh, all right, that's all bad right. news. That is bad news. But, well, we'll have way. to we'll have to definitely do this again. It's always fun sitting down talking with you, drinking some beers, sampling it. Hopefully we intrigue some people to try some new stuff. Um, yeah, really, we liked them all except the uh, dogfish had Namaste White, unfortunately, which is, you know, we put it in the category of like a blue moon or a shock top, but honestly, you're going to go blue moon or shock top it's, over it. It's I'm definitely sorry. the bottom of the category. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because normally that is a very good company with some very good beers. You want to close with anything, dude? You got anything to say? Got anything to plug or... 
Just had a good time. Fuck it. Let's do it again. I've got nothing other than this is me and Jay's typical conversation. We'll start out thinking we're going to talk about something. And right. we'll go for about 15 minutes and ADD kicks in. And <laughs> I don't even know what we talked about in the second segment. We'll have to re-listen to it then. <laughs> Shit, I guess I got to listen to my own show. Hey, y'all, thanks so much for listening. Always appreciate it. You can find the show on a couple different formats right now. Anchor, Spotify, uh, Google Play Music, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Appreciate you all listening. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Fuck, I put a lot of content on there. So until next time, be good, y'all. We will see ya.